When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you know how things really slow down those last two months of pregnancy, especially if you're in your 30s or 40s pregnant. Um, And then also when you're postpartum, how time just, it's fascinating how it takes all day long just to eat and then to feed your baby and to change the baby and to have your own bowel movements and get dressed and that's it. There's like eating, sleeping, pooping, that's it. So what I want to talk to you about is why it feels so drastically different. Those last two months of pregnancy, those first two months of postpartum, there's a name for this. It's called horticultural time. And I'm going to describe it to you and let you know how women, because of our cyclical nature and also the way we bring life in to this planet and through our bodies, we actually participate more than we know in the horticultural time zone. And I want you to understand that so that you can stop resisting it and enjoy it and really let it change you. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. What's up, everybody? Just so you know, as I'm recording this, it's from recent lived experience. I am 34 weeks pregnant today with my fourth baby. And if you don't know me, by the way, if you're new here, hi, my name's Lizzie Langston. I had three kids in four years, had some, I'm taking my sunglasses off. They were on my head. I didn't realize, um, had some postpartum depression and anxiety really bad after my second and third with my first, I had a postpartum massive hemorrhage, lost a quarter of my body's blood supply and developed preeclampsia. And through the last, let's say nine years, cause it's been nine years since I had my oldest, he just turned nine. That's crazy. I have been on a journey back to myself and I have become a witness to how postpartum mental health issues, pregnancy complications, and birth trauma all are actually signals, symptoms. We call them symptoms, but they are signals from our highest self, our spiritual self, helping us to get aligned, realigned back into who we were meant to be when we came onto this planet. And so these challenges are actually a gift. They are integral to us getting back on track to the real life we came here to live. However, they suck. (laughs) They feel horrible sometimes. So I do have a free mini course. If you're new here, you just go to lizzielangston.com and it is called get out of the postpartum rut at least as of right now, which we are May 4th, 2023. That's what it's called. That's where it is. You can always just go to lizzielangston.com for the latest. That's L-I-Z-Z-I-E, Langston, and it'll all always be in the show notes. But if you get that free mini course, I'm going to walk you through some of the more profound teachings I have about the spiritual, energetic side of what we go through during pregnancy and postpartum and delivery. 
So speaking of those things, this episode, I'm calling it a portal because I really believe that we like the sound I always want to make when I talk about this. And I actually do have a reel on this on my Instagram. (laughs) I'm at lizzie.postpartumcoach, by the way, if you want to follow me, if you don't already, but I have a a reel about horticultural time and it, the sound is like, okay, that's the sound. Do you need to hear it again? Okay. So I feel like in those last couple months of pregnancy leading up to birth, the birth portal, then you have the birth, labor, delivery, all that. Then you have the first two months, that fourth trimester postpartum, you are in the horticultural time zone. You are going through a portal where it's almost like if you were put through a wormhole, if you were like an astronaut, you were put through a worm wormhole, like Jodie Foster in whatever that movie is that she's in through in outer space and you saw things and traveled through time in a way that when you got out of that wormhole, it had had only been 10 minutes. I cannot talk you guys. My lips are so big and puffy from being pregnant, this pregnant, like it messes up how I talk. And there's, if I were to stop every time I stumbled over my words, there'd be too much. So I'm just going to keep and you're going to have to deal with it. I'm sorry. I'll try to slow down. Maybe that'll help me. But imagine going through a wormhole if you were an astronaut and you go through, you have this amazing experience and you come out and it's only been five minutes, 10 minutes. And what? You'd be like, what? That's kind of how it is, except it's the opposite is so much happens, but not a lot of time has passed. I guess that's the same. That's not the opposite. Okay. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. So let's, let's define what horticultural time even is, if you have never heard this word. When when I think of horticulture, I think of plants, and that's what we're talking about. So just like geological time moves as fast as you know a rock can be made over millions of years, horticultural time means, and I'm getting this, by the way, from GwynMorphy.com. I'm going to put it in the show notes to credit this person, but he or she said, horticultural time means a minimum unit of, quote, about as long as it takes for a plant to do something. So in this time zone, you're actually operating more like a plant than a human that has calendar commitments and a schedule and a routine, which is why it takes so dang long to pack your diaper bag and go anywhere postpartum, which is why in those last couple months of pregnancy, there is such resistance to waking up, getting out of bed, getting your kids ready. It should feel sluggish. It should feel hard. You are slowing down. You are going through a portal where time hits you differently because you are a woman. And as a woman, we have a cycle that gives us seasons every month. So just like we go through um, winter and then spring, summer, fall, back into winter, spring, summer, fall, every single month, assuming you have a menstrual cycle, you also go through your own winter, spring, summer, fall. Like on an energetic level, on a behavioral level, Hopefully you know that by now, but if you don't, definitely research into that. Check out, a, there's tons of Instagram reels on cycle syncing. My friend, Jamie Andelin, she is a sex and intimacy coach for heterosexual couples, and she does tons of cycle syncing. There's hormones. There are hormones. There are hormone specialists. There are podcasts and books. You can just literally Google cycle syncing. One of my favorite trackers is by, hold on, I got to think of her name. Lisa Lister. It's called the red journal. And because I was tracking my cycle so diligently, 
when I was trying to conceive this child, I know the exact date that she's due according to what we typically estimate a due date will be. Obviously she's going to come whenever the hell she wants. And that's part of the horticultural time. So your baby is definitely living in this zone. Um, one thing that is fascinating about plants is they are made up of so much water and it says, I got this on NASA, you guys, but it said that, um, the 70% of the human body is made up of water and coincidentally more than 70% of earth is covered in water. Isn't that interesting? So we are at this balance with the earth in so many ways. Now we're always like this, but when we're going through the portal, which is the last two months of pregnancy, the first two months of postpartum, as I have experienced it and understand it and have witnessed in my work in the world as postpartum coach, as we're going through that, we feel, or we can feel, there is a potential to feel and really lean into this connection we have with nature. So today I want to, again, I'm going to do a little bit more clarifying just to help you wrap your mind around this idea of horticultural time. I have a couple more examples, um, but I'm going to also contrast it, contrast, contrast, contrast it. <laughs> God, never mind. I don't even know how to talk anymore. It's fine. I'm going to contrast it with the calendar time that we typically live on and we get very caught up in. There's not a problem with that. I, I love the calendar. It helps me be organized. There's nothing wrong with it. But when your body is growing a baby and it is reproducing another version of you, or you know, we could say, there are lots of changes that are happening. And if we're not tuned into them, my friends, we're going to be frustrated, burnt out, frazzled. We're going to overdo it and push it. Just like when you have a menstrual cycle and you're not tracking it and tuning into it. So if you fall into that category, by the way, if you've never tracked your cycle, then you are going to really need to listen closely to this episode when it comes to pregnancy and postpartum. But if you have had experience tracking your menstrual cycle, then hopefully this will even make more sense to you and really resonate even more with you. By the way, no one's in trouble or you're not doing it wrong if you've never synced your cycle. I didn't for years and years and years. So many menstrual cycles passed me by without me having any clue of how to be tapped in and what the different phases of my menstrual cycle were and how those impacted my sex hormones and my mood and my level of fatigue and energy, my creativity. All of these things change during your menstrual cycle. And of course, all of these things change also when we're in the portal, the horticultural portal, okay? The last two months of pregnancy, the first two months postpartum. So it's this total of, what is that? 120 days. I will have you know, I had to re-record the stinking math that I came up with. <laughs> I said 240 days, but that's not right. It's about 120 days, right? You've got 30 days in a month times four, right? 30, 60, yes. Okay, thank you, 120. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, moving on. Yes, I graduated high school and college. Um, so 
Let's review one more. I have a couple more little nuances to horticultural time. And then I want to, I want to, like I said, contrast it with calendar time so that you can kind of find yourself in it. And then I'm going to give you three tips on how you can, uh, maybe it's two tips. I don't know how you can find peace with the challenges and changes that are happening in your body. When a lot of times there's frustration, how you can stop resisting. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give you ways to better enjoy this pull that you get into the horticultural. Think about the tide. The tide gets pulled back by the moon and then pushed forward, pulled back, pushed forward, waxing and waning. Um, and the moon is waxing and waning and that controls the tides. So the energy of your reproduction of this baby and what's happening in your body is like the moon. And you are experiencing that push and that pull you're experiencing what you're experiencing when you're pregnant is that pull back. And then when you're postpartum, you that huge flood of push forward, <laughs> or, or maybe it all feels like a pullback. You, you know, you can describe it however works for you, but the point is you're getting kind of yanked out of your typical way of operating. And if you're not aware of that and tuned into it, like I said, it can build up a lot of frustration and resentment. So I'll give you some really good tips towards the end, a couple quotes. It's going to be fun. I hope this perspective really helps you settle in, stop fighting it, and really connect with the spiritual opening that is available to you in this portal. The word portal, by the way, let's just like, can we just define that? I'm going to Google it. The word portal, let's get clear on this. I feel like it's important. So I just Googled it and it says um, a basically an entrance to a bridge or tunnel. It's an entrance to somewhere that can take you somewhere else. So it's basically like you're going into a place that can take you to a different place than you were already on. An example is an eclipse portal. If you're into astrology, or even if you're not right now, we are coming upon the full moon will be tomorrow, Thursday, or sorry, Friday, May 5th, 2023. And it will be the end of a two week portal that has been open energetically because of the eclipse. And the theory goes that inside of that two week portal, energetically, there are basically bridge points to allow us to progress in an expedited way. So up to 18 months of our typical self-progression can happen in two weeks. That's why they call it a portal and it can be very intense, but it can also set you on a different trajectory. So if you're doing it right with this pregnancy and postpartum portal, it really can be a time that takes you to a different tra trajectory. And I do want to recognize that it doesn't have to just be these exact times. Maybe it's farther out postpartum for you or earlier on in your pregnancy. But again, the focus here is the potential and the potency that can be in this portal. So horticultural time is like the moon waxes and wanes, the sun will come up and set, the trees will leaf out, the garden you planted will bloom. We don't know exactly when, it's hard to say, but it will happen. And babies are a beautiful example of this concept. I'm getting this, by the way, from another website that I'm going to put in the show notes just to make sure I credit these people, drellaotic.com. I don't know. But the article was called An Open Invitation to Live in Horticultural Time. And this was written in the year 2020 um, as a coping mechanism to help people through the social um, isolation. And I think postpartum can be a lot like that. So anyway, baby's going to come when it's ready. And when the baby's going to smile, roll over, sit, and hit all its milestones, it's going to happen when it's ready. It's an uncertain timeline. It's horticultural time. It just is going to happen when it happens. It's developing like a seed grows up into a plant 
And you might plant three of the same seeds of the same type of flower right next to each other. They're all going to grow in their different time. So it's the same thing with a woman, a baby. Yes, we understand that with babies, but also with women, as we recover postpartum and as we progress in our pregnancy, we have to be remembering that we can't be comparing. We can't be expecting, oh, this is going to happen this date and whatever, because we are on the horticultural time. When it comes to creating life, we're in that different time zone. Now, what do we try to do? This is the contrast. We try to calendarize it all. We stick a due date on it. We schedule the C-section and there's nothing wrong with doing these things. Maybe they assist our brains in feeling organized and having a some sense of predictability, but we cannot mess with the reality that the body is on its own clock, both during pregnancy and postpartum, right? And so we have to let go of what we think our recovery should look like. And if you don't, you will suffer because suffering is just fighting reality and you will lose 100% of the time, but only 100%. <laughs> I know that doesn't feel very like compassionate, but it's just true. It's just true. Now I can help you not fight reality. You can come talk to me. We can, that's what coaching is for. That's what all of the work I do, the self-compassion work, my online course, all of that, by the way, it's just lizzielangston.com forward slash course. You can check out the postpartum freedom course. It's amazing. And it will help you with that. So when it comes to pregnancy, we are quite understanding of, yeah, the baby's going to come when she comes, especially if you're doing an unscheduled, just natural delivery, or at least the start of delivery will be natural in the timing of it. But postpartum, we tend to struggle more with this. We aren't sure what to expect. It's not like we have a due date of this is when you're going to be done feeling postpartum. Every woman, wouldn't that be nice, right? Every woman, it's different. And some women see their friends doing great or they think they're doing great. And so they think they should be. And it's, it can be really confusing. We know certain milestones like baby blues might happen anywhere from two to six weeks postpartum, but then we have to know, okay, does that bleed into postpartum depression? What about anxiety? What about psychosis? So I wanted to give you some ideas of both during pregnancy and postpartum and just a general lifestyle ways that you can live generally speaking that will make it easier on you to go into the transition of having a baby, being pregnant with a baby, laboring, delivering a baby, and being postpartum. The first one is cycle syncing. It is such a big one. Becoming familiar with your body's rhythms and such, but not just cycle syncing, like just genuinely getting into your body and being there regularly. And this is something I help my clients with as well. Um, another tip here for peace is that every postpartum is different. Again, I've said that, but it's like once a flower has reproduced, it is different forever. It uses its energy differently. Literally its body is changed. Your blood volume, your blood flow after you have a baby, these are all changed. Your stomach, your boobs, everything's changed. And that flower may go to seed and reproduce many more times. It might not. But using our life force to produce life, reproduce another life is an act that pulls us away from our day-to-day calendar-based life, and which is usually focused on productivity and doing, and it takes us into the slowness, the stillness, the slowness again. Did I say slow? Because it's slow. And the presence and the being, this is feminine, the feminine. All right. So the typical way most of us women are living and we're getting away with it when we're not pregnant, just fine when we're not postpartum, just fine, is a very masculine consistency. The value is on doing and productivity. Um, But the hard part about that is that once we are pregnant and then delivering and then postpartum, we're in this horticultural time zone. If we try to force that masculine, 
you know, value system of consistency and productivity, we're going to miss out on the deep feminine that is ours during this portal. And we're going to feel burnt out and frustrated. And I think that's a lot of the pattern I'm seeing with mental health issues coming up is women are still trying to hold on so tightly to how they used to do things to the amount of that they could do in a day and their level of productivity that they resent or hate or struggle deeply with the slowness that happens postpartum. And if that's you, I just want to be like, hi, we see you. And there are so many ways to better enjoy and really in like not just enjoy, but allow this portal, this feminine, deep, slow portal to change you. So I'm going to have, I'm going to give you a couple of examples, um, ways to better enjoy this feminine time. Again, last couple months of pregnancy, first couple months postpartum, but it can stretch before or after that as well. Number one, give in, stop trying to do so much. Seriously, (laughs) give in. Now, Ideally, you would hear this episode before you were largely pregnant or postpartum and you would put it into effect and plan and prepare and you would have people to delegate things to, to allow you to stop doing so much and give in. But listen, if that's not you, if you are, you know, in the close last parts of your pregnancy, or you are still feeling like you're going through this horticultural time zone and have never really come out of this wormhole postpartum. I want you to know that it's never too late and it's okay to let things slide and slip. Like I really wanted to have this podcast episode all scheduled out so that there would never be a missed episode while I was on maternity leave. And I don't really know if that's going to happen. It might, but there's probably going to be at least a couple missed episodes. And I have just come to terms with that. That's part of the unpredictability. That's part of the darkness of that feminine is just releasing, surrendering into your changing moods and energy levels. And it hit me sooner. So I thought, you know, the last couple of months of my pregnancy that I would be preparing for postpartum. But what actually happened is that portal opened for me about 33 weeks and a couple of days. I could just feel this halting energy. It was like, no, we are not doing that. No, we're not doing that. No, we're not going to the store anymore. We're going to order online. We're going to tell our husband to go. No, we're not um, recording more podcast episodes with other people and interviewing. No, we're not taking on more clients. It was just like, no, 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 no. She knew, this body knew exactly what she wanted and exactly how to grow this baby at this phase of growing the baby. And I tuned into that. I have like 98% of the way tuned into that. There has been a couple pieces of resistance and a little bit of pushing, but for the most part, I've just like totally come down into that and it's felt really good. It's felt really good. Now it comes with grief, friends. It comes with grief. We do. There's a part of us that identifies as productive and busy and she can do all the things. And she likes being that person. She likes the superwoman, whatever, whatever, whatever. She really does. There's a part of me that loves being a productive business owner who gets shit done and she enjoys getting it done. And she wants to write a book and she has people she wants to have on podcasts and she wants to get at ads on the podcast. Like she has so many ideas. She wants to create this other course. Like there's things in her mind but she is not we right now. (laughs) She is not where we're at physically right now. And so I'm putting that part of my psyche lovingly on hold. I'm allowing her to witness and be with this part of my psyche, this woman creator goddess who is slowing way down and listening deeply to her body and getting into that feminine. So that's what I mean. Hopefully that gives a good picture or example of give in 
Listen to your body. Stop trying to do so much. When you push, it can really mess with you when you push through. Like imagine if a plant is trying to rush to grow its flower bud. Can you imagine a plant in a hurry? Can you imagine this, the, like a rose that's growing and it's like, oh my gosh, we have to hurry. Like what could happen if it was rushing? Permanent damage to the plant. Maybe some little veins or pieces would break. The quality of the flower might not be as pretty. Recovery of the feet could take so much longer potentially. Maybe it hurries and creates this beautiful bloom, but then it doesn't produce for two more years and misses two seasons because it has to recover, right? Think about that in relation to postpartum and pregnancy and even your menstrual cycle. If you're not pregnant or postpartum really right now, or at least don't identify as those, think about when you're not syncing with what's real for your biological body and you're just living your life up there in your head and on your calendar, what complications are happening? And then when you are pregnant and postpartum, what complications are created in the act of creation? Like think birth trauma or pregnancy complications. How much of that is because we are not allowing ourselves to just exist in this slower horticultural time, which is what is real for our waxing and waning pregnant postpartum body. So yes, just give in. That's the first one. Number two, observe plants or observe the moon cycles or something. Find one thing in nature to attune to, to follow. Maybe you sign up for some updates or you get an app. Maybe it's astrology or the constellations or the weather patterns, whatever floats your boat. But remember, you are always connected with these things. But when you're bringing forth a new life, whether you you just did postpartum and you hit that pinnacle and climax of creation, or you're pregnant and preparing for that, you are super ultra potently connected to these things. And in fact, you are so much more connected to them than you are to your past identities and rhythms of the productive calendar, happy type A girl. And so give in when you're bringing forth new life, when you're postpartum, follow something in nature that helps you sync up and remember. Since you don't have a menstrual cycle, assuming right when you're pregnant and then postpartum, if you have a menstrual cycle, sync with that baby. That is so awesome. Get that red journal I was talking about by Lisa Lister. Again, the link will be in the show notes and start tracking. I mean, there's a million ways to track your cycle, but I really loved having a handwritten actual physical journal versus like one of the apps, but whatever floats your boat, just tune in, tune into your cyclicalness, tune into the phase you're in and don't fight it. All right. Third one, take action from desire. This is my number one way to get into my body. When people are like, well, what does it mean to get into my body? How do I do it? I'm so in my head. The first thing you got to do is you got to start asking yourself, what do I want? I remember I went to this coaching retreat and they put us in pairs and my really good, she's now my really good friend, Jamie, at the time we were pretty new friends and she was my partner. And the exercise was that she was supposed to ask me, she was supposed to say, Lizzie, what do you want? And then I was supposed to sit there and like, think about it and then give her an answer. Um, like literally open-ended, what do you want? Not like, what do you want in the real estate market as for a house? What do you want? I mean, how many kids do you want? It was just like, what do you want? And it was like, oh, And then she asked it again and she did it over and over and over. She just kept, and she wouldn't comment. There were no opinions given. It was just, Lizzie, what do you want? And I would say, well, I want to write a book. Okay, Lizzie, what do you want? Uh, I want to have more alone time. Lizzie, what do you want? So I would invite you to, you can do that exercise with yourself. You can have your partner do it with you. You can have a friend do it. You can write it in a journal, but it's like, what do you want? Right now, what do you want? What does your body want? 
So Gabby Bernstein, which is one of my favorite authors and public speakers, she says that the universe works faster when you're having fun. Fun meaning you're doing what you desire to do, right? If I want to write a book, it's not always maybe going to feel fun, but it's going to feel pleasurable on some level because it's soul fulfilling versus the shoulds, the have tos, the supposed tos. So let your body lead, take action from desire, and it will probably surprise you. And there probably will be some conflict up in your brain because your brain's going to be like, no, we have to keep that commitment. No, we have, like my brain was like, no, you have to get those podcast episodes out. That's what real business owners do. (laughs) That was my thought. It's so funny. And, um, but actually the truth is, what if that's not true? What if real business owners, real women business owners, actually sometimes drop a couple episodes to tune into their cycle and feel what's real for them. And then they come back stronger and more potent than ever. That's what I like to do versus trying to suffer the quality of it for the consistency and quantity, right? So again, coming back to the end of pregnancy, postpartum, take action from desire, let your body lead, listen to what it wants, ask it what it wants. And then the fourth one is notice the spiritual expansion that's available to you during this time. There are energetic changes. There's a spiritual body awakening, like a Kundalini energy awakening that can be happening. There's so much that's happening on a soul level, but if you're not tuned into it and you're just trying to continue to get life done and keep up with the Joneses or keep up with your calendar, keep up with what other people expect of you, you're going to lose the potency and your, um, and you know, that. I've done postpartum that way plenty of times, more times than I'd like to say out of the four, well, almost four postpartums that I've had, just three to date. Um, and you, you just don't know what you don't know. So you miss what you don't understand, whatever, but this is a portal. Okay. This last couple months pregnant, first couple months postpartum, it's a time to travel and live differently. When you try to muscle the masculine, right? That consistency, keeping up all the, everything the same as it was, you're, you're missing out. You're supposed to grieve the changes and you're supposed to feel like you're different. So here's some questions I'm going to leave you with. Playfully consider, okay? What could I let go of that scares a part of me, but sounds so nice and invigorating to another part of me? What's something you could let go of, whether it's your child's ninja class, you just are like, I'm just over it. I don't want to take them anymore. It's too much for me right now. Or maybe you hire someone to drive your kids to their evening activities. However you do let go of it, what is it that you could let go of that scares a part of you? Or maybe a part of you hesitates or thinks, can I even do that? Is that okay? Is that allowed? But sounds so nice and invigorating to another part of you. Another question is, what desire have you been putting off that it would feel so good to finally answer? Or what desires? These are such great journal questions. You could take a lot of time with these. What desires have you been putting off that it would feel so good to finally answer? What parts of your life are keeping you from enjoying and really relishing in this time? Or what thoughts that you're having? Or what things are you attached to? that are keeping you from really enjoying and relishing in the spirituality and the feminineness of this portal you're going through. And last but not least, how is my connection to myself? How is my connection to myself, my highest, most spiritual aligned self? Do I feel her? Do I feel like I have contact with her? How is my connection to my growing baby? 
how is my connection to my partner, my other children? Is it how I want it to be? And by the way, if the answer is no for those other relationships, just remember every connection in other relationships we have starts with our connection in our self relationship. So you've got to come back to that personal connection with just you. I know it feels weird. Sometimes it feels like a first date when you're first getting started. Um, but my course postpartum freedom does help you with that. So you are more, just to conclude, you are more plant and water than anything else. And babies are actually even more water than adults are. They're like three to 7% even more water than we are or more than that. So it's really cool. And Um, because you're a woman and you have this cyclical nature, your body is naturally waxing and waning. Own it, girl. Let yourself enjoy it. Don't push through. Don't force that masculine consistency, productivity mentality on yourself when you are coming out of or inside of a portal and enjoy this portal. By the way, the movie I mentioned with Jodie Foster is called Contact. It was released in 1997. Go watch it if you want a visual representation of what I mean when it comes through going through a portal. And I think you'll see a lot of parallels between the movie Contact and the pregnancy and postpartum portal I'm talking about. So that's a fun little optional mini homework assignment you can do. I love you guys. I can't wait to share more of my portal time with you as it feels right. This episode just felt right, but there have been other times where my brain was like, you should be in there recording episodes. And I'm like, "Mm -mm. I'm going to sit on this couch and eat my apple and peanut butter, or I'm going to go to Sprouts and wander the aisles and see what supplements I want to get for my body (laughs) to support this baby. Right. So, um, but this time it was like a little angel tap on the shoulder, like, yeah, this episode wanted to come through. And that is one of the superpowers of the portal, by the way, is you just have this sense of what needs to be created as you're in the middle of this ultimate act of creation. It's so amazing. Don't forget to leave a review, share this episode with friends. I'm really trying to grow the podcast right now. It feels really important to me. So if I have been of service to you in any way, please leave a written review and, or share it with a couple of friends. Alrighty. I love you guys. Take care. See you next week. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. I'm not currently taking on new clients, but you can go to lizzielangston.com for the latest, get the free mini course, get out of the postpartum rut, and you can buy my online course, Postpartum Freedom which is also on the website. It is incredible. It takes you through my three-step process of healing. And if you think you want to work with me later on, that is the best place to start. I love you guys. We'll talk soon.